0: Good afternoon, planet Earth. Good afternoon to the Wookiee folk of the Olympic Peninsula. Somewhere out there, there is Sasquatch. He's riding an orca whale. He's seeking total revenge. Wookie, go Bigfoot, that's right, go out there, because it's Friday, and Friday night is a night for Wookiees and Bigfoot and the Jersey Devil and, you know, <clears throat> probably the Chupacabra. Yes, the Chupacabra is a cheap southern ripoff of the Bigfoot. It sucks on the goat's blood, it's a goat sucker. It seeks after the blood of the goat, it's terrible. The chupacabra lays in wait. When it runs out of goat, it's going to find your friend. That's right, the chupacabra is going to find your friend. Somewhere in the darkness, after going to a bistro named after the street it was built on. And isn't that a happy story for a Friday? Yeah, so it's the 15th of September... As I understand it, here in the woods, <laughs> we don't understand time. But it is the 15th of September, 2023, right around 2 p.m. here in the afternoon. You can hear the whistle of the world sometime. You can hear the singing of the ocean if you can listen well enough. You can hear the violin played by the Sea Cucumber as part of the Ocean's Orchestra. Yes, indeed. If you listen to the ocean, it'll tell you to do things, things that are real bad, but you don't have to listen. You can whisper, fuck you ocean, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. that'll work out The helicopters are coming for me The copters, the copters filled with cops You can hear them coming from me So I've been drinking the water in the park and trying to understand the signs there's a little water fountain not far from the toilet that says not potable water i assume this means the water contains no marijuana so i've been drinking the water the not potable water it contains no weed so i'll be extra fine Yes, I've been drinking the non-potable water, meaning it contains no weed. It's brownish, with little taints of red, and tiny creatures, sort of like sea monkeys inside, but I keep drinking the water because it doesn't contain weed. Dan, that makes no sense. <laughs> you know me well, craphead. Um, so I'm thinking about trying to issue a bond or a token or some type of abstract financial instrument. Let's call it the, the, the park bond, the, the Dan and the park bond. We'll pick a snappy name. We'll call it, you know, I don't know, Coyote... Coyote bond. And the coyote bond, you know, will be made up of rehypothecated hypothetical derivative products composed of subprime mortgages and the flesh of muskrat. You'll buy a coyote bond because I'll send people to your home, and if you don't buy one, it'll be really bad. You can redeem your coyote bond in about 20 years i should be dead by then certified by jp morgan certified by goldman sachs a 20 no excuse me a 45 percent interest rate rate of increase in value 45 percent year on year you do better out there selling cocaine buddy But, you know, you get to redeem it in 20 years. Because Dan will be dead by then. (laughs) I'll be buried someplace in the South Pacific on a tiny island made of gold. They'll bury me deep in a cave under 40 tons of lead. Surrounded by strange people, (laughs) eyeless and carrying knives. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking about issuing a bond, a financial product. It'll earn 45% year on year as long as people keep buying it. And as long as people keep buying it, why not? With all the other crap out there and BS and confusion and, and conflation and conflagration, and everything else really, every F-bomb word you can think of. With everything going on, why not buy a, a Coyote Dan Bond? Because he's a coyote in the wilderness trying to make it in the park, and the park's not free. You see, you might see a sign that says, you know these lands? These are your public lands. Oh, we weren't talking about you. these are your public lands but we weren't talking about you homeless people we were talking about an oil company or somebody who discovers uranium and wants to strip mine the land we're talking about a timber company we're talking about a coal company I'm not a commie but these are our public lands, right? So where's my peace, buddy? My taxes keep going up. I pay more at the pump and that wedding ring wasn't free. These are your public lands. No, actually, there's not one square foot of this world. I don't mean just the United States. I don't care where you go. You could go to India, Pakistan, China, Rome, England, jolly old England, Iceland. I don't care if you go to Chile. I don't care if you go to Tahiti. There is not one square meter on this planet where you are allowed to exist if you don't have any money, period. You can play pretend in your head and, you know, well, Dan, I'm sure there's, no, there isn't. I mean, you can go up into the national forest. This is true, but from what I've been told, there's already gangs up there, and they're forming posses, and I'm not a joiner, and they would probably end up killing me and feeding me to some type of cougar, (laughs) could be talking about an older woman, and yeah, goodbye Dan in a pile of stool. So no, there's not one square meter where if you don't have money, if you don't have resources, you're allowed to exist. They will tolerate you until they can't tolerate you if you don't have any money, if you don't have a home. And then eventually they'll say, you know, that McNeil Island thing? We could just take the 30 or 40,000 homeless people in King and Pierce County and put them on McNeil Island. You know, and, and you tell them, well, they're going to die there because there's not a, listen, <laughs> That's not a bug, that's a feature. And they'll give it a nice name, like reservation. Like you're going to an Italian restaurant. We have a reservation. Oh, look what's on the menu, something called Trail of Tears. I say this not because I'm a communist, not because I want to steal your wealth, but if you're one of these people that is in the Fannie Freddie world of that other place, the place that doesn't really exist any longer, where you were out there getting your nearly free, whatever, low-rate loans supported by a lot of BS-fed money— both in terms of the taxpayer and the Federal Reserve, if you're one of those folks out there that's been flipping houses for 20 or 30 years and you had a general theory that we could design our whole economy around Home Depot and flipping houses, well, you know, the rude awakening is pretty much here, but it's not just here for you. You're not special. You're not special. You may have been part of one crooked part, a piece of one crooked part of a neo-Stalinist economy, but you're not special. And that home that you have that is still theoretically worth something, as I said in previous podcasts, every form of shelter is a three-legged stool. Can you get food? Can you get water? Can you provide security? And if you wanna add a fourth leg, can you breathe the air? If any of those things is not true, your home is worthless okay, the price of your home is zero. Which means that even if today some crazy person will say, well, listen, I think you live in one of the nicest neighborhoods in Seattle. They've got this really great Chinese restaurant called Crappy Dragon. I will pay you $1.6 million. And you say to yourself, later on you go have whiskey with your friends as you mock the poor people and talk about McNeil Island, you say to yourself, you know, I think I can get more. My friend, my friend Sally say if, said, if I wait till next year, the National Association of Realtors says I'll double my money. I could get 1.6 today, but maybe I'll get, I don't know, 3.2 in a year. Maybe. But the real value of your home, for most people that live in cities at this point, in the not-too-distant future, zero. Because most of you don't have water security. You don't know how to purify water. Most of you get your food, in terms of cities, from hundreds, if not thousands of miles away. Most of you play pretend that you're going to grow sprouts in your bathroom and trade Bitcoin. Wake the heck up. Your house, your apartment, your condo is worth nothing. Zero. Zip nada. Get over it. But you can buy into my <laughs> You can buy into my Coyote bond. It'll earn you 45% every year for 20 years. I'll be dead in 20 years. <laughs> I'll be long gone. Or I'll fake it, using some type of super technology, maybe an ancient wizard, maybe a witch doctor, maybe, maybe. So I've been walking around the park, and yesterday, you know, I was, I was kind of like just in one of those moods, thinking about the last month of crazy, thinking about all the wrong turns, thinking about all the sharp corners, thinking about all the breakdowns, thinking about being stuck in Denver. And as I was walking and thinking about my pathetic spinning around the toilet existence, somebody came up to me and said, what you doing at the park? And of course I wasn't nearly, you know, self-medicated enough to want to have that conversation. More or less dry, no nothing so not even a cup of coffee was in me. What are you doing at the park? Well, you see that van? No, I don't see it. Oh, it's behind the bushes, it's parked behind the trees, I have a, a black van with no windows in the back, and metal grating between myself and the passengers, no door handles on the inside, and the big side door, oh yeah, what's that, it's welded shut. You see, I'm here hunting, ma'am. I am hunting the most dangerous game. Well, that sounds interesting. It does, doesn't it? The most dangerous game. More dangerous than a deer or a hawk or some type of wildebeest. More dangerous than a water buffalo. You know, they're pretty dangerous more dangerous than a hippo. Believe it or not, hippos are very dangerous. Hippos kill at least 50 to 60 million people every year. At least, at least. That, that That's an estimate I'm using the, the functions and equations you can get from the Center of Disease Control and the British National Health Service, the same ones they use with COVID. So yeah, if you use their formulas, hippos, you know, they kill about 100 to 200 million people every single day. If you use the formulas and the calculators and the algorithms that the United Kingdom's National Health Service uses and the Centers for Disease Control and our own whatever government agencies blah blah blah, you will figure out that hippos kill (laughs) at least a billion people every second. And we're gone. Yeah. What are you doing at the park? Well, listen, um, I'm not really here. You see, you see me here. This is the facsimile of a photonic redistribution cascading projection system, baby. I'm not actually at the park. I am a person in the future. You see, in the future, you know, we're pretty smart and advanced. And what we enjoy doing is watching the people of the 21st century do really stupid things, like put coffee filters on their faces. It's a laugh. We like to go to the park to listen to your conversations. Hey, did you try that Thai food restaurant? Did you change your mobile plan? Have you seen the new Tesla? It's amazing. Let's not talk about Nigeria. Let's not talk about rare earth metals. Yes, let's not. Let's not. Sore topic, sore topic. What are you doing at the park? What you doing at the park, Mr. man? What you doing at the park? Don't you understand? The park's for the fancy people. What you doing? I am a secret agent. I was sent here from North Korea. My body has been mutated to look like you, just like you, round eye. Yes, I'm a North Korean secret agent. And of course, if this person's from Seattle, their politically correct postmodern internalized calculation machine starts blowing vacuum tubes at this point because they don't know what to say. North Korea bad. Language used bad. Robbie the robot just lost another relay. Good job, Robbie. Oh, Robbie. Oh, Robbie the robot. i got to reposition myself. My sclumbiosis is acting up, and, and And my doctor thinks I have what's called scrum dum okay. dum, dur- drum, dum, scrum, dumb, dum dil- disorder. You can't even say it. In fact, one of the signs that you have scrum drum drum disorder is that you can't even say it, and I'm in the early stages. You have to drill and poke and prod. Yeah, what am I doing at the park? Listen. You have to drill and poke and prod. You have to scrape out the membranes of your kneecaps. You have to pour in broken glass and metal shavings. And what else, Dr. Grunkus? Oh, yeah. Add some diesel fuel. Did we say add some diesel fuel? What, what about sawdust? And whatever, you know, asbestos that is being remediated from that old World War II Boeing factory. Scrum drum, dumb, dibbleocious disorder. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, pretty bad. That's what I'm doing at the park. I'm getting better. I'm recovering. I'm trying to sleep and find peace. What are you doing at the park? Why are you here? Are you happy about the park? Does the park make you feel better when you see all that water out there and the kelp? Do you play pretend in your head that everything's okay? What are you doing at the park? Are you running from your problems? You running from your ex-wife? You're running from your ex girlfriend. You're running from your ex boyfriend. Does it really, really matter? What are you doing at the park? What am I doing at the park? I'm planning an operation a secret operation that involves the most advanced ninja that have ever existed. You see, we've discovered that the center of all darkness on planet Boblimpdoc is, of course, you know, as Shakespeare pointed out, Denmark. And we know that the central caverns of Copenhagen house the most evil objects ever imagined and created. Anything ugly and disgusting is there. They have a 1988 Yugo. Yes, indeed, somewhere in the depths of the bowels of Copenhagen, there are the greasy, nasty, slimy, dirty people that run the world, that commit evil. So I am forming a troop of ninjas. That's what I'm doing in the park. What the, you know, H-E double toothpicks are you doing, baby? You playing hooky from your job? You thinking about quitting your job? Did they just fire you from your job? Did you lose your apartment? What are you doing in the park? doing in the park? I've come to the realization that Craigslist is more or less the greyhound of e-commerce. I, before I went on my most recent journey, I was looking at this room for rent. <laughs> Doesn't that remind you of an Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode? The Moon Moononites show up and there's a room for rent, Right. Well anyways, I was looking at rooms for rent, you know, in Squim or Port Angeles, and most of it looked like X-Generation or Millennials lost on the high seas, no smoking, no drinking, we only eat green things made of Columbazoid X, it's good for your bowel, it's friendly to the planet. So not really a place where your good old hobo shaman would be welcome. Not really. But there was one place that was too good to be true, incredibly. Muy inc- Incredible, whatever. It was $5.50 a month. The pictures looked really nice. Walkable to everywhere. Right there in Squim. You could move in, you just have to, you know, send the payment for the application, baby. To my PayPal. Yeah, there was this one particular advertisement on Craigslist for a room. And the dude on the the dude wouldn't even talk to me on the phone. He said, "I'm at work, I'm really busy, except for he kept text messaging me like every 30 seconds. Why haven't you sent me the money for the application yet? I hadn't even filled out the application. Well, you need to send me the application money. It's refundable, really, Just like a coyote bond Yeah." Yeah, so essentially, after about two or three text messages, I realized it was a scam, and it's actually a pretty smart scam, because a lot of people are underserved by our quote-unquote shelter system in this country, and I don't just mean the shelters. I mean things like being able to afford to live in a house or an apartment, and so you see five fifty a month, and you say, "Well, I've I got to jump on top of this. I have no choice." and they say, oh yeah, just send me 60 bucks for the application fee, but they don't talk to you on the phone, you probably would pick up an accent of the Philippines or Macau, and ultimately you'd realize you're being grifted. And this isn't racism towards Asian people. It's just a question of where all the grifters currently operate right now. They operate in the United States and around the world. So I could have picked anywhere. You might have noticed their Russian accent. You might have noticed their British accent. You might have noticed their Creole or their French. They might have sounded like Quebec. Fucking Quebec. I mean, the only place, you know, (laughs) the only place, you know, worse than Quebec is Denmark. Yeah, Craigslist is definitely the Greyhound of e-commerce. Um, you know, and it's funny because a number of years ago, they were cracking down on prostitution and cracking down on people buying weed. But the reality is they really didn't fix much. What they produced was the same thing, the same outcomes. Perhaps they turned the eye of Sauron on certain groups. But again, if when it comes to crime and grifters, Con artists, they're going to find a way. If they can't grift you with prostitution and weed on Craigslist, they're going to show you a room for rent, 550 a month. You can afford that. You don't end up homeless. you don't end up living out of your truck in a Walmart or something. You can make that work. If only. But as I said, there's not one square meter on this planet right now where if you don't have resources, you're, you're really allowed to exist, you're tolerated. You're not really allowed. And if you live in another country other than the United States and they find oil underneath that square meter, they will vaporize you, they will turn you to glass, they will stick a metal tube in the ground, and they'll take that oil and leave a crater. Not one square meter is yours if you don't have any resources. And you say, well, Dan, that's just the way it's always been. And I'd say, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yes, the world has always been a mess. Yes, there have always been crooked people. Remember what I said about the stages of consciousness. Stage one is, oh my gosh, I'm here. Stage two is, holy smokes, I don't know enough. And stage three is, nobody else knows enough either. Now that's the grifter stage and most decent people, they pass through it, but they move, they move on through. But people who end up in government or serial killers, they, they kind of hover at the grifter stage. They know nobody knows anything, but they can play pretend. They can be your guru. Hey, baby, help me put the sofa in the back of my van. That's what I'm doing at the park. Anywho. Next topic, and, and this will be a short one because it's a little bit of whining. But I'm going to whine a little. Because if you listen to my podcast, you know about a month ago, YouTube canceled me again. I had about 50 subscribers. I was so influential. You know, the whole thing is nuts. And the excuses I've got from people so far are just as dumb. Okay, well, it's, it's going to be this, Dan. It's going to be that. nobody wants to even reconcile the possibility that, it's po- that, that it could be the case that I have inadvertently said a few things that are actually, you know, true. It's not just whimsical storytelling. It's not just comedy hour. But it's got to be bad because 50 subscribers, I mean, there's no influence there. There's no possibility of causing a problem. 50 people, right? It's weird. Anywho, here's what I'll tell you. If someone has a YouTube channel, and I don't care how many subscribers they have, they might have one or zero, they might have a million or 10 million. What I've I've come to understand in the last 10 years, if your voice is allowed to exist on YouTube, it is for a reason. You are either a sedative, because you go out into the woods and you cook something nice in a stump. Oh, look at, she's cooking rabbit stew in a stump. Yeah, you're a sedative. Or, you're a sheepdog. You're making sure that the radicals don't get too far off the property. You know, the free thinkers. you got to keep them in the fence line. In Overton's paddock, where all the sheep are allowed. Outside the paddock, the sheepdog patrols. That's why I don't really – like if somebody says, Dan, have you, have you listened to this YouTube channel? It's like, you might as well say to me, Dan, are you plugged into the propaganda machine? Because I don't care how alt-right or alt-left or alt-whatever you think your favorite little prognosticator is. If they are on YouTube, they are a form of control. They're a sedative, they're a sugar pill, they're some type of sheepdog who knows what their role is and I'm not interested in figuring out. If you want to pour sewer gas and sewer oil and all types of other scatology into your limited brain case, that's your choice. That's your option. I'd like to live in a free world where people can listen to as much nonsense as they want to. But don't send me an email saying, have you listened to this person on YouTube? Now, does this mean that every time you send me a link like that, I'm specifically upset with you? No. But you've got to be careful. Okay? I still listen to stuff from YouTube because I can still do that without an account. But that doesn't mean I do it without a bag of salt. The bottom line is, if you're on YouTube, you're certified to exist there. You might even be telling the truth, but you're telling the truth that they just don't care about, that they consider banal and irrelevant, and not connected to anything dangerous. You're on there for a reason, okay? Now, I know I told you there'd be no more news, but I was listening to the radio, listening to Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie last night, and let me stop right there. George Norrie is no Art Bell, um, I don't know if Art Bell's still alive. It seems like at some point he should be dead. But I got to say, Art Bell's Coast to Coast AM is number one. He had an amazing show. It was a, risk, a risk-taking a show. He took a lot of risks. He was controversial, which I think if you're out there taking risks, you're going to be. And at the end of the day, he produced one of the most amazing programs, in, in my opinion, in you know, the last... 50 years at least, 60, 70 years of radio history. But George Norrie is no Art Bell. Anywho, one of the little breaks, they did a news break, and they talked about how Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, was... Given a speech about how people need you know, the freedom from gun violence and the freedom to vote and the freedom from hearing bad words and the freedom from not having stuff. And it occurred to me that she doesn't really know what freedom is. And you know, I think a lot of this relates to that Rawls guy who delineated freedom into positive and negative. That's a lot of crap. Okay. there is only one kind of freedom, and that is to not be coerced. That's it. That's that's my simple TED talk on freedom. There is no positive freedom. There is no negative freedom. You can be coerced or not coerced. You can solve problems with force or choose to do so voluntarily. Every other version of quote unquote freedom is a lie. But Dan, isn't it their freedom to have health insurance? No, in nature, there is no health insurance. But Dan, you don't wanna live like Hobbes, Hobbesian. Hobbes was a douche, okay? We could live in a free world. We could have great medical care. We could treat each other with respect. And again, it's the news, but it's it's just BS I heard and I don't know, people think that things they're given privileges are freedoms. They're not. They're special privileges for special people. And I gotta say, you know, given that I currently occupy one of the lowest strata in our neo Stalinist hellhole, I can tell you there are special privileges for special people. But in no context, ethically or otherwise, would I call that freedom. Those are privileges. Those are gimmies, like in the gangster movies. You know, give me a no-show job. You know a job where you don't have to show up? Anywho. There's a sign in the bathroom at the park. You know, what I'm doing in the park, by the way, is checking signs. Yes, I'm a federal sign checker. What you doing in the park? I'm checking signs, ma'am. I'm verifying they are correct. I'm verifying they're not offensive to any living thing. That sounds nice. That sounds nice, yeah. Anyways, there's a sign in the bathroom that says don't pour water in the urinal to flush out the fluid. Don't pour water into the urinal. We know there's no button or switch or handle. Don't take water from the sink and pour it into the urinal. That urinal chemical is really, really special. Yes, don't pour sand into the urinal. We're going to get you. Don't pour gasoline into the urinal. We're going to find you. We'll cut through your tent. We'll pull you out of your bag. So don't pour water into the urinal. Did you hear about Hunter Biden being brought up on charges because he bought a gun while he was high on crack? Did you hear about Hunter Biden being brought up on charges and going to court because he bought some type of pistole while he was smoking meth? You know, that's a little bit of news, and I think it's absurd. I think it's exactly the, the type of popping smoke nonsense I talked about in January 2020. Again, there's a podcast in the archives called Popping Smoke. You can find it. It's not that hard. But I got to say, I don't think he's going to go to jail. I don't think he's going to get in any trouble. In fact, in some ways, this is a sign that we're very, very close to the next tipping point, the next shoe to drop. You know, like when you're in in an apartment complex and you hear one shoe drop and you expect the other to drop, but it doesn't. So yeah, now you're in some type of scary movie and you're the next shoot it. You know what? That's a good name for a horror film if they'd never made it. You're wait, waiting for the shoe. Waiting for the shoe. Hunter Biden is what it is. NASA is going to use artificial intelligence to track UFOs. Let's just file that under, wow, I wish I had the weed they smoke. I saw a large cigar-shaped object in the park. A greasy, hairy thing with a large cigar-shaped object at the park. It, it entered my tent... It said it was a Wookiee. I saw a large, cigar-shaped object at the park. And then there's this commercial that shows up on, on the George Norrie Coast to Coast For carnivore, carnivore. Ronald Reagan took carnivore and it helped him. I don't see how. Other people take carnivore and it fixes their body. But what's it made of? It's made of bush meat. It's made of chimpanzee. It's made of cougar. It's made of bear. It's called carnivore. They grind up these animals. They buy out zoos. And they crush, 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 crush in a giant crusher, then freeze dry and extract and recompose, the same way chicken McNuggets get made. And you end up with carnivore, the ultimate supplement. I wanna clear something up so there's no confusion. Um, And this isn't, I'm not talking about anybody specific out there, but I've had a few people talk to me in recent months, and I just wanna clear this up. I'm not a prophet, I'm not. I I think in 2019, I had three podcasts, The Great Discontinuity, (laughs) Panic in the Year Zero, and The Stranded Skier and I would say that those three podcasts are worth listening to because I did them in late 2019 I more or less shot up the flare when I did them and I think I got a lot of things right but I got some things wrong too um, and, and that's kinda of the way it works you know it it's not a matter of knowing as much as it is a question of a hypothesis you have limited information you have logic You can you can try to grok things out But when you live in a fishbowl surrounded by high-definition television sets How exactly do you grok out the world? You kind of have to get out of the aquarium, don't you? Or you have to hope some part of you can You talking about remote viewing or ESP Daniel? Yeah, that's what I'm doing in the park. I'm doing ESP work for the CIA at the park looking for people, uh, special people that can join our program to read minds, to stop the hearts of goats. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not a prophet. I'm an old hobo. And who knows what happens next? I suspected in 2019 that the world was about to change, and I stick to my guns on that. Now, it's still changing, and we're in the great discontinuity, or what I call boblimptok. But, Yeah. It's hard to say what happens next. You're not talking about a single function in mathematical terms. You're talking about a set of likely functions and some type of lambda transitional state. And that's just fancy language for it could seem linear today. It could be polynomial tomorrow. And next week, it could be the square root of x. And I just don't know. But I'm not a prophet. Trying to do some walking, and I had a good walk today. I went about five miles, which I know, I know, I'm not going to win an Ironman anytime soon. Ha <laughs> ha! Ask me if I care. But I had a good walk, and um, I'm going through a process with a few things. I-, I am at peace with the fact that the last month has been kind of a disaster in a way but it's been a productive disaster because I've learned a few things. I've come to understand my situation and I think I'm getting closer to what I would call ground state, but I'm not gonna play pretend. We are where we're at, you know? We're where we're at in the game, baby. Did you know that once with Pogliacci Pizza in Seattle, I was a frequent pyre? I mean, they kept track of my mobile phone my mobile phone and they I was a frequent pyre, like oh like frequent flyer yeah i ordered that many pizzas that was a different world that was a, a world of bliss you get your pizza you get your craft beer you turn on your tape cable you watch a television show something funny, something scientific, something future. Yeah, so I went for a walk today um, in the park, and I heard there's this whole crowd of people that went by, and one of the elders of the crowd, a dad, an uncle, a grandpa, said, we're exploring, so it's okay if we make mistakes. Well, I mean, that's technically true. The Lord is judge, and nature doesn't care. If you end up being eaten by a hippo, the hippo sheds no tears. The hippo will simply eat you. Yes, if you're eaten by a hippo, doesn't care. The orca whale doesn't care. The great white shark doesn't care. If a giant squid surfaces nearby and swallows you up, guess what? I I hate to break it to you. It doesn't care. It, It doesn't care. Nature doesn't care. And as far as the Lord goes, I think that it's your life. Making a mistake and dying is not a sin. It might be a tragedy of sorts, definitely it might be, but it's not a sin. So it's true, it's okay if we make mistakes. You know, we're atomic physicist-style scientists from a hundred years ago, and we're playing with curium and uranium and all types of other stuff. It's okay if we make mistakes. Oh, Hiroshima, I'm really sorry. Did you see what I did? It was a mistake. <laughs> Operation Plowshares. Um, I, I think, no, Operation Gas Buggy under Project Plowshare. I think that's it. Operation Gas Buggy <laughs> happened twice. Was kept secret for a long time. Likely, a lot of the cattle mutilations in New Mexico and places like that are related to Operation Gas Buggy. What did they do as a part of Operation Gas Buggy? They used tactical nuclear weapons to frack for natural gas. Oops. We made a mistake. We were exploring, we were going out deep, but we made a mistake, oops. Yeah. You're a European explorer 500 years ago. You're Portuguese, you're Spanish, maybe you're English. You're traveling to the new world. You, you meet a tribe of indigenous people, and you get them sick, and they all die. Oops! You made a mistake. You know. Or you have sex with the chief's daughter. You contract syphilis. You bring it to Europe. Oops! you made a mistake it's true folks we're exploring on planet bull blimp dock we're looking through every corner every crevice we're digging through the edges of the sewers florida woman is going into the storm sewers and mistakes will be made as we explore every dark nasty acidic rancid region of the crooked world of Bo Blimtok, we're gonna make mistakes. But Bo Blimtok, just like you know, honey badger, Bo Blimtok don't care. You know, it's a crusher. It's a grinder and it can't wait till you make a mistake. made a mistake. I took the Flicks bus to Newark Newark Liberty International Airport. I got dropped at a place near, you know, Madison Square Gardens. It was covered in hookers and land crabs and various skeevis freaks. They stabbed me 12 times and stole everything and ripped out my nuts. Oops. I was exploring. I was getting that cheap ride. I I made a mistake. 2011. Fukushima. Um, And keep in mind, previous to Fukushima, TEPCO, that's Tokyo Electric, a a general electric company I believe, (laughs) send in the USS Ronald Reagan, TEPCO lobbied the Japanese government to not increase the safety standards for tsunami walls near their reactors it would be too expensive. We we can't afford to build up those walls. TEPCO basically lobbied against extra safety precautions like, I don't know, mobile generator systems that could keep the water pumps going in in case all the electric is out. Because with boiling water reactors, how can I put this? As Einstein said, it's a hell of a way to boil water. And if you lose power, eventually your control rods melt. And once they melt, how can I put this? You're done. That's China syndrome. It happened at least twice, maybe three times in March of 2011. TEPCO lobbied against safety precautions to make sure that those reactors were safe. That's your democracy. That's your good government. That's your social contract. But guess what? Oops. You made a mistake. Well, maybe we have a freedom to not be you know, radioactive, no, you have no freedom to not be radioactive. If you made a mistake, if you have a couple of reactors cook off, if you have particles of corium inside of your lungs, that's called a consequence. You made a mistake. You believed in the wrong people. You believed in the wrong things. That's what you're doing in the park. A mistake. Yeah. Anywho, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, I don't know what to tell you. Um, there's a link to PayPal. You can donate. I've had a lot of core listeners, uh, foundational listeners, my main listeners, I guess, in the last month. They've been ex- exceedingly generous, and um, I know money's tight. I mean, I'm, I'm not in the park by accident, right? But here's the deal. If you want to donate, listen to the speech. Number one, take care of your food, water, shelter first. Before you donate to random people on the Internet, make sure you have food, water, shelter. Number two, if you're setting aside a little food for your family, like six months, maybe a year's worth, however optimistic you are, and you have a pet, make sure, try to set aside some food for your pet. I know it's expensive. I know it's not easy, but your pet, whether it's a cat or dog or fish or parrot, especially if it's a dog, your dog under certain circumstances could save your life and and loves you. So if you're setting aside food for your family, long before you pay some random dude on the internet any money, Make sure you're setting aside food for your pet. And if there are people in your life, number three, who could use help, family, friends, neighbors, help them first. Okay, put on your oxygen mask first, so to speak, in community terms, before you donate to some random hobo on the internet. And understand that as crazy as things are, And have been the last couple of years and as crazy as I think they're going to become like in a non linear way it's still not the end of the world and right now there's still stuff you can do. Right now there's still a certain amount of what we call normality, at least post World War Two normality. Okay, that Levittown, small world, nuclear family, America, go to the pizza parlor, take your girlfriend to a restaurant, go get some food at the grocery store and cook a healthy dinner. There's still normality. So while that still exists, long before you send me any of your cash, um, give yourself a break. Okay, take yourself, if you don't have a girlfriend or anyone else, take yourself out for dinner go do something fun if you have the resources. If you have the resources to send me a few bucks, try to enjoy your life because brothers and sisters, friends of mine, there could be a time in the not-so-distant future where you'll say to yourself, well, gee, I had all that money, but at the same time, I was going to do things and I never did them. And it isn't just about money either. It's not just about stuff. If there's a phone call you haven't made... If there's an email you should have sent, if there's if there's a mom you need to visit because you haven't seen her in a while, or a dad, do it. Okay? It's hard to say what the future's gonna look like, but you're not gonna get warning. No one's going to tell you, and by the way, that's the way it's always been as far as death goes. You're not going to get warning, no one's going to say, it's not a Twilight Zone episode where the Grim Reaper shows up and says, you're going to be dead in 24 hours, unless you can make a deal. Death death comes for us all. So if it's, if it's a matter of putting things off to the right time, take it from your good friend Dan at the park. Um, what am I doing at the park? Trying to not postpone. Trying to not wait for the perfect time. Oh, one day I'll be able to do some writing. And one day I'll be able to do some podcasting and some creating. One day I'll write that novel. I'm not waiting for that. I'm going to do the things I need to do when I can, because I do not pretend that this lease on life lasts forever. Eventually, it comes to a close. Eventually, a Wookie, a Bigfoot, right, an orca with a large wooden spear comes for you, baby. Singing a song, an orca song, singing the Wookiee song of love and revenge the Wookiee people are coming for us, they're really pissed off, so don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today, before the Wookiee shows up, the Sasquatch. But if you've done all these things, and you still have gold and silver and diamonds and all kinds of other stuff and you're some Texas billionaire or bitcoin baron or some other crypto freak and you're shooting your six shooters on your horse saying "woohoo" how do i spend all my money and you like my podcast well brother sister i'll take everything you got or as much as you want to give and and you'll feel better you'll get me off the streets right or at least out of the park but i know things are tough I know things are hard. I also know that as difficult as the last month has been, it could be way worse for me, way worse. I mean, there are levels, brothers and sisters. When I was living in Little Saigon, Seattle, I saw some of the levels. And there are levels you can drift down to. And it's like light that gets pulled in by a black hole. It will never be seen again. And people will say, well, Dan, it's, you can just you know pull yourself up. Did you know you have to have a couple pieces of mail with an address on it to get a driver's license. Please tell me again what happens to you when you become homeless. Did you know that you can't even have a friend buy you a phone using printed money? if you're, if you don't have an address, tell me again about how easy it is to find a square meter on planet bow blimp Dock where somebody's not going to look at you a little weird and wonder why they're not your, specifically you, are not fueling their real estate pyramid scheme. Tell me again. I'd love to hear that tale. The reality is my friends, my brothers and sisters, As difficult as park living can be, this is paradise compared to the jungles that are forming around every major city in this country. And jungle is a term of art, really a law-enforced term of art. It applies to the homeless encampments that are forming everywhere. L.A. has a jungle. Seattle has a jungle. It gets moved around, but it's still there. There are jungles in every city. So believe me when I say this. There are levels I've not seen yet and I'd love to avoid. So if you're some type of Texas billionaire who made money fracking oil back in 2008 Bull Blimp Dock, you can help out if you want to, but you don't have to. Right? It is Friday, September the 15th. 2023, sometime after 3 p.m., I think, but I don't know. Have a great Friday if you're staying at the park, have a great weekend if you're staying at the park. Have a great weekend period. And my friends out there, whether you were able to send me any cash or not, I appreciate that you're listening. Uh, There is a spooky kind of understanding that enters the soul, the self, the mind, that there is at least one person out there that might be listening. It sounds crazy. It sounds weird. You say, Dan, that sounds like radio magic. And what I would say is this. We find affinity we find fellowship, we find comradeship in recognizing to each other what the truth is and to each other that we're not crazy. You're not crazy. Okay, I'm not crazy. We're, we're, we're weird, but
1: we're not crazy. Have a great weekend.